Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Hearing the words feeling good, the guys you just heard from there aren't probably feeling very good. We're feeling good. It's a Monday morning. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're here in Lower Manhattan, South Street, Seaport. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, and we are brought to you by Chase. Fellas, if you love football, the next seven days, think about this for a second. SEC is back Saturday. Sunday night, New Orleans and Green Bay, Breeze and Rodgers, and then Monday night, a week from tonight on ESPN, Lamar and the Ravens, Mahomes and the Chiefs. So if you love football, settle in for an unbelievable week on the college gridiron and on an NFL sticky field that Kyle Shanahan is certainly not a fan of. Certainly not a fan of injuries for anybody. Jay, you mentioned it earlier in our first hour, Saquon Downed. Torn ACL. They got the 49ers next. Christian McCaffrey, they're calling it lower leg, hamstring, ankle. They got the Chargers and Drew Locke going down with a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder for the Broncos quarterback. So much to be expected from them. They actually have Tom Brady and company coming to town. So, fellas, I mean, this is big. I mean, like I said, great ending in Seattle. Great ending in Dallas, unless you're a Falcons fan. But this collectively key, this is a ton of bold face names that all went down Sunday, including yeah. Saquon, right? That's the big one. Yeah, I, I think when you look at it, though, you know, it's injuries are part of the game. There's no question about it. But when you start to see some notable names that's just falling down, uh, Saquon Barkley obviously is the, the biggest, it seems to be the biggest injury that could potentially be out there for a young star player. Um you you don't want it, you don't want this happening, and I know a lot of people say, well, there was no preseason, there was no real training camp, these things. No, that didn't have anything to do with it. That didn't have no, they didn't have anything to do with it at all. Got they're just getting hurt. I mean, you think about Drew Locke. they landed on his shoulder. Yeah, that had nothing to do with training camp, right? Saquon Barkley hurt on turf. Uh, looked like he got you know somehow got his cleat stuck in the turf and twisted up a little bit. That had nothing to do with training camp. Guys have fallen on uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's legs have nothing to do with training camp. Yeah, but can't you make the argument, Key, that you know, for training camp and all that stuff allows you to have time to kind of work into getting your body hit and working through all that stuff, right? So all I'm saying is that if, if – If I fall on your leg, there's nothing I to do. I understand, but you're, you're talking about those particular situations, though. I mean, they're – it, you have to factor in conditioning. You have to factor in all these other things when you haven't really been on the field so much, can't you, to a degree? It depends on what the injury is. Like a McCaffrey, a hamstring could potentially yes, right? be, could potentially be that he's not in top tip football shape right today. But when you start talking about knees and people cleats getting caught in the turf, it twisting or or somebody landing on a quarterback's knee or ankle, it has nothing to do with training camp. I hear you. That's that's all I'm saying. So you know because you're going to hear people talk about training camp like. Jimmy Garoppolo being pushed to the ground by the defense alignment from the Jets. That's not, that has nothing to do with training camp. He just pushed him to the ground, laid on top, uh, uh, rolled on top of his leg. That's nothing to do with training camp. In your words, do you really think that at this point, interest in the league might go down just a touch if the bold face names aren't out there? No, I don't think so because those bold face names that that we're talking about. They're still in the league. Aaron Rodgers is still playing. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Russell Wilson. Uh, those guys are still playing. Fair enough. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus, then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make 
with Shell. By the way, we're going to be taking your calls this morning on whether a lot of people believe should Trevor Lawrence be the number one overall pick no matter what. And the reason we ask this question, Key, is if it's the Jets, this could be a Sam Darnold ouster the way that Arizona ousted Josh Rosen after one year to pick up Kyler Murray. So it seems obvious that Lawrence might be the number one pick for a team that needs it, but what about the Jets who are still trying to develop their own top three pick? The the Kyler Murray situation is was such that Cliff Kingsbury orchestrated that. After Cliff Kingsbury made a decision that he wasn't going to be the offensive coordinator in, in at USC and was hired by Arizona, he wanted somebody to run this air race system, some familiarity. Josh Rosen hadn't it's no familiarity. So are you telling me that Dalbo Sweeney is going to take over the Jets to bring in Trevor Lawrence? Because that's what happened in Arizona is that Cliff Kingsbury, who had a relationship with Kyler Murray, but also Kyler Murray understood the air raid from the Lincoln Riley days at Oklahoma. So it was an easy put together and an easy fix. Now, if you're telling me that Dalbo Sweeney's taking over the Jets and he's going to draft Trevor Lawrence if they get the number one overall pick, then, yeah, moving Sam Darnold may make sense at that standpoint. But a new offensive mind and a new coach coming in that really knows how to run an offense. Not this Zubin said my friend can run an offense, hire him type stuff. I'm talking about somebody who really knows how to run an offense. A guy like an Eric Bieniemy. You 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 want to target Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City? Their offensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator. And you Waiting. want to bring him yeah. to New York to be the new next head coach? Then that's something different. You know, but the thinking that you're just gonna swap him out, I don't I don't see why why would you? Well, he's had three different three different coordinators in his ears. He missed someone last year because he was sick. He doesn't have any real playmakers around him at the receiver position. Me and you right now could probably go line up for the Jets and be pretty good. Me's and use Me's and use. But key, you're you're if, if a guy like Eric B comes in and he wants to change around systematically how your team is being ran, right? Regardless of whether it's fair or not, because look, I think Sam Darnold should be given a chance, right? But a lot of things happen in life that are not fair. Do Even though your circumstances don't say that, hey, it should have worked out. So if a guy comes in and says, I like, we had the, the first pick in the draft. I like Trevor Lawrence better. Like, that's reasonable to think that he can you, change you, it up. You, you don't have to stay with Sam Darnold if you do you, not want to stay with Sam Darnold. You, you shouldn't stay with players that you don't want to stay with, but pra- for practical sake here, there's a salary cap, and there's decisions that need to be made based on salary cap. You can't just come in and just move guys. It's not that easy, right? There mm-hmm. are teams out there that would, I'm sure, want Sam Darnold. 100% they would trade for him. But there's salary cap issues, and that means that you've given up on a quarterback essentially in two years with bad coaches. Like, Sam Darnold has shown you some stuff. He's shown you some I agree. stuff. So it's not like we're looking at a quarterback like a Josh Rosen that sold nothing. Is that because you don't believe in Trevor Lawrence? Do you not think no, he I'm is? No, I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm asking you. If you had a chance, would you? if you could get rid of Sam Darnold or you get a chance to get Trevor Lawrence with the first pick in the draft, what, would, what decision would you make? I'm going to stick with Sam Darnold. Okay. And, I'm a, and I, I, that's just me, though, because I'm going to hire a new coach that's going to come in, and I'm going to get it right from a coach. If I'm Joe Douglas, I'm going to get it right from a coaching hire. I'm going to get it right. If I got to go get the $10 million khaki guy out of Michigan, that's Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Yes. I'm going to go pay that money to get Jim Harbaugh to come get it done, which I know he can as a pro coach. He may not be able to get it done as a college coach, but I have enough belief in Jim Harbaugh as a pro coach. I'm going to get him. I'm going to look at Eric Bieniemy. I'm going to get those type of guys 
and I'm going to help fix the quarterback problem rather than go and get Trevor Lawrence and try to figure out who coach going to be and get rid of a guy that we just drafted three years ago with the, was it the third pick of the third draft? overall pick, the third mm-hmm. overall pick. I, 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 no, no, that's, Jay. No, okay. that's fair enough because Harbaugh also came in with the 49ers on a downturn, same type of situation. Jets coming in on a downturn. Maybe he, he could uh, Har- fix the Har- Harbaugh, right Harbaugh is a little goofy, yeah. but he can coach man in the pros. I don't care about what Michigan, they can't beat Ohio state. I don't care about that. But in the pros, I trust him in the pros. There's no question about it, what he was able to do right off the jump in San Francisco and doing so with multiple quarterbacks. So, again, what would you do? Lawrence to the Jets, even if Sam I am is sitting there. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want to hear from you. What would you do? Key mentioned Joe Douglas. That's the Jets GM. We'll put you as the Jets GM. What would you do? Lawrence over Darnold? Or move Darnold, what would he do? Or skip on Lawrence, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Still to come, they lost week one. They were down 20 points at home in week two. And then the Cowboys finally figured it out. So what took so long to get America's team's offense in gear? RQB with the answer. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Incredible. Mike McCarthy gets his first win as Cowboys head coach. They do it in dramatic fashion. It's the topic of conversation that American sports fans are talking about with America's team. An incredible rally down 20 to the Falcons after losing a heartbreaker on Sunday night football. The Cowboys are now one and one. Here comes the real litmus test. They'll be at Seattle in the late afternoon game that most of the country will see next Sunday. The hits keep on coming. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Dan Orlovsky. He'll be on Get Up This Morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Shell Why Pennzoil. you laughing, man? <laughs> just because every time I hear, I hear his name, I just want to give you a look. Dan, you <laughs> lost me. <laughs> Orlovsky. <laughs> We're going to give Dan an opportunity to fight back here. He joins us on the Shell Dan's Pennzoil man, performance man. line. Yeah, he is. Brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Dan, let's start with the story buzzing around America regarding America's team, right? They're down 20 nothing. They're playing the Falcons. Things are going awry left and right. They rallied to win thanks to what our Mike Tannenbaum front office insider called a one in a million shot when he was with us this morning on that botched onside kick. But really from a macro sense, Dan, never mind the onside kick. That was late. What took so long for the boys to get it going on offense? 
Uh, well, they turned the ball over three times early on. I mean, that, and especially in their own territory. So that was really the thing. It wasn't like their offense was kind of stalling out or being unsuccessful. They were just giving the ball away with three fumbles, one, one by Dak and two by Zeke. So they had another one by Pollard that was overturned as well. So just the turnovers crushed them, and that's what allowed Atlanta to build that big lead. I actually think that the Cowboys' defense, which is going to get ripped to shreds today, and they've got issues back there, was a big part of this game because there's three different times where they get like a sudden change. One of those turnovers happens on a short field, and they force field goals. And that ends up obviously in a one-point win being a huge part of this game. Uh, but the reality is this, guys. This game was won by Dak Prescott. Um, that's the $40 million quarterback performance that Jerry Jones has been waiting on. Like if I'm Dak and his reps, I'm taking that tape and putting it on Jerry Jones's desk right there. And just it was incredible to watch him, just the poise. Um, he didn't press until he needed to press and to, ha- to pull off that win. Because here's the thing, um, hot takes, all that stuff, that's a season-saving victory. They're going to fall to 0-2 and have to go on the road to Seattle more than likely fall to 0-3, you're done done. And so to save that season with that win was one of his shining kind of best moments as a Cowboy. Speaking of Seattle, Dan, what did you make of last night's game with New England, Cam Newton, Seattle, Russell Wilson? Awesome game, obviously. Uh, I, I, I say this, um, this that, that's a great loss for New England, a great loss. They're better than I thought they would be. I think they're better than a lot of people thought they would be. Cam Newton looks awesome and that offense looks really good they went on the road and hung 30 on Seattle they get into a shootout with the hottest quarterback in football right now the 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 goal to go play call is the right play it was the right play it was their best play in their best player's hands he had been two for two on that play before he's probably the greatest one yard quarterback we've ever seen or one yard needed quarterback we've ever seen in the NFL so awesome game Seattle's got some issues on defense they can't get after the quarterback uh, but they've got the best player or the hottest player in football right now in Russell Wilson. So um, awesome game. Seattle's loaded. It's fascinating to watch how they're going to win football games because of their offense and just hold on because of their defense. Dan, let's talk real quick about the Eagles and Wentz's struggle. I have a stat for you here. They're only 15-16 and 16 in Wentz's last 31 starts. What are your thoughts about the Eagles' offense this season? Yeah, um, you know, Carson Wentz isn't playing good football. Um, I'd say this. There's three reasons really why quarterbacks throw interceptions in the NFL. One, they panic because of pressure. Um, They they get fooled by the defense or they're just forcing the football. And he is forcing the football right now. And that's why you're either seeing four interceptions or the ball sail. If you're just watching him, every miss is a high miss. And he's just forcing the ball. He's trying to force things so much. He's not the problem of their football team, but his play is problematic. And they need to get it fixed really fast. I think mechanically they've got to figure out some stuff. Uh, For people who are really into football, like you watch his left leg. When his left leg locks out, he overstrides. He's a big 6'5 quarterback. He overstrides and that left leg locks out. That ball's going to sail. And that's what's kind of causing some of these misses and, and the turnovers. Their defense got put in a blender yesterday by Sean McVay. Um, he was making them look, I mean, abs- comical. They ran 67 plays, 36 of them had motion or quick snap to it. So, But the Eagles offense has is, is got some questions and some concerns. They need to figure out how to get their quarterback playing to what he did last year. Dan, let's stay right there at the position of quarterback, which you played. 
Um, how are you looking at Josh Allen's performance yesterday and the way that he performed and how he's been performing basically up in Buffalo so far? Yeah, through two weeks, Josh Allen is the MVP of football. Um, you know, for a long time in Buffalo, for, for his first two years in Buffalo, he's won a lot of games. Wait, but he's Dan, been wait, kind Dan, of wait, Dan, wait, Dan, wait, Dan. You, Josh Allen, he's the, he's the MVP. You're not giving it to Russell Wilson right now? I, I just want to make sure I heard no, you I'm correctly. Good. Yeah, I'll give it to Josh Allen. Okay. Can you tell me why? Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Josh Allen. Yeah. So uh, he leads the NFL in passing right now. Um, he's, he's been a guy that has, for a lot of times, been, you know, part of the journey, so to speak. They've won a lot of games, but it hasn't been because of Josh. They've won their first two games because of Josh. Actually, in a group text message yesterday with Mina Kimes and Mike Golick, they go, man, Miami's going to figure out a way to win this football game. And I said, no, they won't. Josh Allen will win it in the fourth quarter. And they were like, huh? And in the fourth quarter, he was unbelievable. And just I, I've kind of been on this train with him in his development. Um, he's become a quarterback that, you know, you, you, he could beat you three ways, his mind, his arms, and his legs. Listen, Russell Wilson's amazing, this and that. If you want to tell me Russell Wilson, I'll probably give you two thumbs up. But Josh Allen has the Bills at 2-0. and And it's not that Josh Allen is part of the Bills at 2-0. and well, I accept that. I mean, he wouldn't be my MVP, but I understand where you're you're coming from. He is playing lights out and terrific, and they got him a quarterback, I think, for the future there that they're pretty satisfied on. Speaking of another quarterback at your position and Aaron Rodgers, how come so many people underestimated who Aaron Rodgers was and the things that he can do despite not having this elite group of wide receivers that everyone thought he should have? Yeah, I mean, I think Aaron would admit this as well. Aaron, his past couple of years, has not been the, the played to the expectation that he has set for all of us. That he's, his, you know, the expectations that we have are he's the best player in football. He's the best quarterback in football. And he hasn't played up to that, to, to that, to that level. And for the first two weeks of this season, he has. He's been absolutely remarkable the first two years. This is, I said last week it was his best game in five years. Um, talking about the, you know, the people around him, I was one of the people who said they did not need to draft a first-round uh, wide receiver. I thought they should have been the second round. But also, you know, like, um, Alan Lazard has become better than we had initially thought. And Valdez Scantling has become better. They have developed and grown. And so when those two pieces kind of take step forwards, Devontae is still one of the three or four premier route runners in the NFL and one of the reasons they did not take a receiver in the first round was Aaron Jones is such a pass-catching threat. And so, you know, I think Aaron has um, mechanically figured out a lot of things for himself. He's got a much better foundation around him. And the players around him are better than they were over the last two or three years. So I don't know if it was necessarily underestimating Aaron Rodgers. It was, you know, trying to look at the whole picture and going, okay, are they good enough around him for him to play up to the level that he's kind of set for himself? And the answer right now is yes. Mm. Fascinating. We will see the end of week two of the NFL season tonight on ESPN. New Orleans will help open up the brand new Allegiant Stadium when the Saints play the, let's say it all together now, the Las Vegas Raiders. And you can see Dan on Get Up this morning, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, for more of his very, very interesting takes, including Josh <laughs> Allen, his potential MVP, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Dan, appreciate you joining this morning. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, D. 
All right, so I uh, just want to Kick. mention, go ahead, just go ahead. I wanted to mention what you were doing while he was talking about Josh Allen. You actually unplugged. I just, ha- I just had a Keyshawn Johnson moment. I think I, I recognize the, the, the frustration that you have when you're on NFL live sets. No, Dan, Dan's fine. Dan has his own opinion. No, no, I love, no, I love, look, Dan is, Dio is my boy. Dio is my boy. I think I just, I don't, I don't know if I can give Josh Allen the MVP after watching him play against the Jets and the Dolphins. <laughs> we saw the, we just call, I just called the Jets the worst team in football. And then the Dolphins are the Dolphins. That, I don't know if I can walk away saying Josh Allen is looking like the MVP right now after seeing yeah. Russell slang for five TDs yesterday. I, I don't think I don't think Dan meant MVP of the NFL, but once you backed him into the corner, he just stayed with the NFL. I think he really meant AFC East. Okay. Is what he really was trying to say. I think he was trying to say that Josh Allen is the MVP of the AFC East okay. after two games. I think that's I mean, what he was trying to say. I will hope so because, I mean, Russell Wilson has nine TDs and has 11 incompletions. Well, right? first, first of all, like, he, he shredded the New England Patriots <sighs> secondary yesterday and then went on the road in Atlanta and took care of business a week ago. He's walking now, away again. So, But Dan, Dan knows that. Dan, 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 Dan's just working, man. Let Dan Look at Jay Wheeler. <laughs> Dan, get back working. in the lighting, man. You got to get back in the lighting. <laughs> Jay will, Jay will. He he. Uh, Dan has an observation about quarterback. Josh Allen is certainly playing at a at a superior level. He's gotten better every single year. They went out and got him Stephon Diggs to help him yes. become better. So I get it. There's nothing wrong with. I just want to make sure that in his style of play. But again, they did play against the Jets and the Dolphins. Correct, Zubin. Saying, I just want to make sure that I am yes. not. It's, it's blurry. It's been a long weekend. U.S. Open, a lot of games going AFC on. AFC East. AFC East He's MVP. AFC East MVP. Okay. When they, right. So that was the, uh, literally, that was like the uh, walkaway moment. I just, <laughs> I, you saw me. I had to stop him in the middle of his answer, and Key gave me a look. I gave Key a look. Just wanted to make sure I was hearing myself correctly. Well, as soon as he said it, I, I, he didn't mean to say that. That's all. Gotcha. Well, that's why it. I asked him. And he then he that. answered it the same way again. Yeah, but he forgot. <laughs> so that was like, what that's a happy moment in life? <laughs> what happened was. He's, Dan is smarter than that. That's Jay all. is now plugged back in. I'm plugged, yeah. Can I just give you a couple numbers since you guys did mention the sure. Russell Wilson nine touchdowns just in defense of, of our boy Dan Orlovsky and Josh Allen? You mentioned the quality of competition. Russell Wilson's going Falcons, Pats, and obviously you have for Josh Allen going <laughs> Jets and Dolphins. But here are the numbers in week one. I love that one. you laughed while saying that. <laughs> it's true. Week one, just throwing it out. These aren't as impressive as Russell's, but week one, 33 for 46, 312 yards, two touchdowns, no pickets. We could have did that against the Jets. But listen to this one yesterday. This was the best game of his career, statistically young career. 24 for 35, 417 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. That's good. That's That's a really great line. Yeah, no matter who you're playing against, that's really good. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm just not ready to but call him MVP. he ain't no MVP in no damn league <laughs> after the first two weeks. Russell Wilson is. Russell Wilson is, man. Play out hey. the sports center, Zubin. You heard the man. Let's do it. Bidding to even the Western Conference Finals. Rondo at 2.1. Bounces it in. Davis a three for the win. He hit it. Anthony Davis a buzzer bidding three-pointer. The Lakers still haven't lost a game in which they led after three quarters. 105-103. Lakers win. They lead the Western Finals two games to none. Big-time players make big-time play. That is Mark Kestesher. 
and PJ Carlissimo. You'll hear them call the NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. And it's all Anthony Davis with the game winner, with the clock running down, wearing the Kobe-inspired Mamba jerseys that Kobe helped design. If you believe in karma and kismet, there was something last night. Game 3, Tuesday, 9 Eastern on ESPN. Keys already fired up. By the way, no NBA games tonight. We'll have Miami and Boston resume on Wednesday. So just settle in for a Monday night football. Jay just, he's apoplectic. The defense by the Nuggets is just killing Jay on that last sequence. It it was so bad. It was so bad. I've never seen anything like it before. How about the ending between the Pats and and the Seahawks last night on Sunday night football. So the Lakers winning on the very last Mm. play, the Pats Mm. essentially being stymied on the very last play. Russell Wilson, the MVP to be, unless you're Orlovsky, threw five (laughs) touchdown passes. He's 3-0 in the regular season against Belichick, but uh, Belichick did get the the win when it counted the most. Your boy Malcolm Butler was there. He threw five TDs to five different receivers. Mm. So, you know. But whatever. Go Hawks. By the way, they'll take on the Cowboys <laughs> Sunday. You want to talk about a collision? Dallas, Dak, and Russell Wilson together in Seattle. The NFL saw a rash of injuries. Those two guys stayed upright, but a lot of others didn't. Giants, J-Squad, Saquon Barkley, feared torn ACL, according to Adam Schefter, and our Giants guy, Jordan Renan, so you can book it. Christian McCaffrey, lower leg injury, hamstring, ankle. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play the second half. Nick Bosa got hurt for the 49ers. Solomon Thomas got hurt. And to put insult to injury, which seems appropriate at this particular moment, even Bryce Harper has backsniffed this. He's out for the Phillies. Big stars dropping everywhere. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has the full court cell phone coverage you need, just 45 bucks a month. Gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high speed data, then 2G for up to 50% less than the big carriers. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at Straight Talk. Dot com And let's get right straight to key observations. It's brought to you by Geico. Geico offering an extra 15% on credit or car, motorcycle, and RV policies. Visit geico.com for more. So essentially, these are keys, biggest observations from the biggest games in the league on Sunday. Patriot Seahawks. Key, I'll go with your main point. Russell Wilson, nine touchdowns through two games. You think he's the MVP? Dan thinks the Pats looked a lot better than expected. Yeah, they, they, they certainly, well, expected for him. I knew what the Pats were going into the game. I knew what Cam Newton was. A week ago, everybody questioned whether or not Cam Newton is going to run the ball 15 times and not throw and what Julian Edelman is going to be. Julian Edelman led the charge in the receiving side for Cam. But talk about Russell Wilson's five TDs to five different wide receivers. I mean, that's hard to do at the quarterback spot, especially against a Bill Belichick-led defense. He's 3-0 and against Belichick in the regular season. We obviously know what happened in the Super Bowl, so there's that. Jay, what do you think? I'm with you. I think Russell Wilson right now is the MVP leading into it. Let's go, to a, let's go to a guy that actually is the reigning MVP. His team toppled the Texans. Ravens-Texans. <sighs> Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, man. Mm-hmm. A week from tonight, Come on back Mahomes. home, Keith. Well, when you look at it, what do you what do you think? I mean, you you start to talk about some of the things that he can't do, but not the things that he does so well, which is lead his team to victory. Now, look, when you look at the playoff situation and you say to yourself, okay, Lamar Jackson hasn't won in the playoffs, but let's talk about the other quarterback on the other side in Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, you thought with Larry Tunsil being signed to a long-term deal to protect him on the left side, he's taking care of business, but the rest of that offensive line is not giving him the protection that he needs to find the receivers down the field. Yes, he does not have DeAndre Hopkins, but he has capable 
NFL pro-wide receivers that can get open if they get the time for him to throw the ball. DeAndre Hopkins was his main target last year, exponentially more passes than to anybody else on the field. And that was always a big question. The question comes down to, can Bill O'Brien be both? Can he be a GM and can he be a coach? I never thought he could. Are yeah, you agreeing I mean, with me now? Are I, we following I, the same page? I, I never thought he should, but he is. And I think some of the moves that he made is questionable, but, you know, as well as coaching. Some of his coaching is questionable. People focus in on the uh, the front office stuff. His coaching is questionable as well. I will say the Texans have won the division four out of the last five years. Key thinks that's the most empty stat in football. Every time I bring that up, he's like, you got to be kidding yeah. with that. So Deshaun and the Texans fall to 0-2. Lamar's 2-0. Patrick Mahomes is 2-0. and And again, a week from tonight, one of the biggest Monday night football games in recent memory, it'll be the Ravens and the Chiefs on ESPN's Monday Night Football a week from tonight. Rams Eagles. Key first two overall picks in the 2016 draft. Goff went one, Wentz went two, and right now that seems to be the hierarchy that's right. It, well, look, I, I think when you talk about Jared Goff's performance against Carson Wentz and some of the things that Sean McVay did to that defense yesterday, you could tell that Sean McVay was cooking. He felt really good about their preparation coming from the West Coast to the East Coast and then getting after them from an offensive standpoint. Jared Goff spit that ball out all over the place. Robert Woods, Henderson, Cooper Cup, Dave Higby, they made the Philadelphia Eagles defense look like nothing. I like Jared Goff a lot. I mean, we the first game in week one when they played against Dallas, yep. people were talking about Dallas so much. And one of the things that Key and I were talking about behind the scenes was, well, maybe this is an indictment on how good the Rams actually can be. And it looks like they're proving that point moving forward. That's a great point. People are so down on Dallas. Maybe we should take a look at the reverse. Oh, speaking of Dallas. Falcons, Cowboys. Tannenbaum, our front office insider, key Mike Tannenbaum with the Dolphins and the Jets earlier this morning, called this a one in a million, the botched onside kick that I'm sure at this point everybody knows about. Well, I don't know if it's one in a million. I've seen other onside kicks where dudes stood around and didn't. It just, this one was glaring. It was out in the open space, and I don't, I have no idea why the Atlanta Falcons decided to just do that. I, I, I'm shocked. And Julio Jones was like right there. I just, I don't know why he didn't dive on it. But I, as I continue to watch the video, I almost feel like they were hoping that it went out of bounds before it got to the 10-yard mark. And then once it got to the 10-yard mark, it was too late because they were boxed out by the Cowboys. The Cowboys fell on it and they went on. This victory for Dallas could change their season completely, which means giving them positive outlooks moving ahead because they very well could have been 0-2. Going to Seattle, most likely drop that one, go 0-3. You're now you're looking at something different. You know, you, 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 they're 1-1. One one, are they? Yeah. One they're, one. They're, one they're, one. No, I'm saying they're 1-1. One one. I'm trying to think. Uh, Philadelphia's 0-2. Washington's 1-1. One one. The Giants, Giants are 0-2. So they're in first place. I, watching that onside kick was like watching a car accident in real time but in <laughs> slow motion. Like watch, so it was a catastrophe. But I do want to give Dak his flowers, though. I mean, think about it. He spotted them 20 points, overcame three turnovers, overcame two failed uh, fake punts, threw for 450 yards, and ran for three TDs. And, and you say give him his flowers. There's no question he deserves flowers. But this is the Dak Prescott that many people wanted to see, a guy that can lead his team from double digits back into a win column. Biggest question is how many bouquets can you buy for $40 million? We're about to find out. And, oh, by the way, let's sneak this one in. There was so much that happened yesterday. we got to remember this guy was on the field. Panthers, Buccaneers. 
Brady avoids an 0-2 start. They get it done against Carolina. They'll be in Denver Sunday. I didn't ever think that they would go 0-2. I, I figured that they would get the offense figured out. Leonard Fournette got going. Brady at times looked like Brady, and at times he still looked like he was trying to figure it out. And, and look, Tom is Tom. He knows what to do. Some of these plays that are in there, like the flea flicker, long pass, that was something that you saw in New England. Uh, throwing up the sidelines of Mike Evans on the back shoulder, that was something that – he made famous in New England with Randy Moss. So you start to see some of the New England principles creeping into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, and that's what you're going to get out of Brady. Look, was that was without Chris Godwin as well? Mm-hmm. Yesterday he did right. not play. Right. So like, like we go back to, I know week one, everybody wants to jump on Tom Brady for throwing those two INTs. Bruce Arian comes on. He says a couple of things. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Let Tom will work it out. Well, he wasn't flawless yesterday, but he certainly looked like, Okay, I'm starting yeah. to I'm starting to get it get it going a little this bit. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Indeed. In the words of another great quarterback that's playing these days, R E L A X. And you sort of mentioned what Bruce Arians had said. I was a little surprised to see what we saw in week one in New Orleans. They didn't give us anything or show us anything we weren't expecting. Tom was a little rusty. Tom put an end to all of the divisiveness, whatever media divisiveness there was, by essentially saying, Hey man, Dan Orlovsky didn't good. even give love to Aaron Rodgers for MVP over Josh Allen. Man, you're still talking about that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We're going to talk about that in just a little bit because a lot of our callers are hot on that. And I want to remind you, if you've got anything you want to talk about, hit us up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Yeah, I'm hot too. I'm hot too. And I'm... I'm wearing a sweater. I'm sweating over here. If if you want me to pick another quarterback, I can pick one more. Go ahead. Kyler Murray. There you go. (laughs) Pick another one for you. If you want me to pick another one, I mean. Hit us up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your thoughts on anything. Real quick, Brady's thoughts on what was different this Sunday versus the previous one. Uh, Execution was a little bit better. Um, I think we still are a long ways from where we need to be. So it was... uh, I think we have the ability to make plays. I think consistency, dependability are going to be things that we really need. So um, got to get back to work. And uh, the clock's ticking on next week. So going to get folks on next week's game and try to be a lot better next week. They will be in Denver next week. How about this quarterback matchup? Has the gulf ever been bigger between two quarterbacks? It'll mm-hmm. likely be Tom Brady and Jeff Driscoll key next Sunday. Driscoll <laughs> played well, though. Yeah, he did. He played well. That's a good point. He Jeff Driscoll. Don't knock had, him. Come he, on, He has so many lives, man, coming from Florida. When he was at <laughs> University of Florida, yeah. seemed like he done played in like three different colleges and He's been around for a while. No question. We'll see what he can do. And obviously the Denver defense won't have Vaughn. That's next for TB12. Next for us, calls, your calls, 888-729-3776. Easier, 888-SAY-ESPN. Trevor to the Jets. If that happens, what happens to Sam Darnold? And is Josh Allen really a legit MVP candidate? We'll go all around the league. AFC East next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. A to Z, but we're talking about two other letters. KB, Kobe Bryant. After Anthony Davis knocked down a shot to give the Lakers a win over the Nuggets with no time on the clock last night, Western Conference Finals, thrilling three, wearing the black Mamba jerseys that were designed by Kobe. He just sort of felt like it was going to be the Lakers' night. AD, in fact, Key scored the last 10 points of the game for the Lakers, not being talked about because of the last shot, understandably. Well, hey, man, we're going to get it done. Don't worry. I told you that. Half, we get it done. Halfway home to the finals, game two tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. No hoops tonight. Celtics and the Heat are going to take a little bit of an extended break. They'll be back on Wednesday. Bryson DeChambeau won his first major. There are many people believing this will be the first of many. He is absolutely jacked. We're talking NFL all morning. He kind of looks like a middle linebacker. He picked up 40 pounds of muscle, Jay, in the offseason. It, it seems like that swing is one of the stiffest swings, and I love that he just took driver every hole and just ripped it. Yeah. Just ripped it. Didn't care. Sure. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the U.S. Open where scoring tends to be very, very difficult. He won by six shots. He was the only player that was under par. A six-shot win for him at winged foot. Next up, the Masters, November 12th to 15th. You'll see the first two rounds here. Minus six. On ESPN. Minus six. Six under You're par. You're learning golf by the day, Key. I'm proud uh, of Jim you. Jim Nance is sick. It'll be Keyshawn and Sir Nick Faldo in the 18th tower, ready to go. Just giving you all the golf Key would be too loud on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, too loud. You got to tone he it down. He would not be able to whisper at all. That's a great point, Key. You got to tone See, it if down. I, if, if, if I was on the tour, I would dress different, though, too. I'm sure you would. Yeah. You'd be the Russell Westbrook on the PGA Tour. <laughs> is, there, is something wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> okay. I'm just no, checking. Okay. Just checking. By the way, there's nothing wrong with the two Aarons in Green Bay. Aaron Jones, <laughs> a little Lambo leap with nobody there in the house. Uh, the. Uh, Lions had an 11-point lead early, but uh, just a reminder, the Lions have also lost 11 games in a row, so you know that lead wasn't going to last. A-Rod, 18 for 30, 240, a couple touchdown throws. By the way, in six days from now, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will take on Drew Brees in the New Orleans No Saints. MVP votes. No, no, no MVP votes. <laughs> on Sunday night football. And there you have it. We are wrapped up with A to Z. I'm right now. I mean... It's no fun going out there and getting your speed. We need we need to get we need to get better fast, and we have to go back to work. I mean that's that's the number one thing. We have to go find a way to win one football game. That is Jets head coach Adam Gase after the game yesterday held a press conference that lasted less than two minutes. If you're wondering, they got to get better and they got to do it right away. It's going to come against the Indianapolis Colts. They'll be in Indy on Sunday. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, we want to hear from you right now. What should the Jets do if they tank for Trevor and get the number one pick? Or should they do something else? Should they package it, move it? Any other NFL thoughts? Anything you got? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Get on the line. Zubin, you may right not now. have to tank. You may just... Lose all your games. That's true. You know, (laughs) fair enough. Wording is very important these days. From from my own experience in in playing in the NFL, I was on a Jet team that went one and fifteen. Right. Not very good. The next year, Bill Parcells comes in. We go nine and seven. The difference between 
that one and fifteen and the nine and seven was the head coach. No one took Richie Kotai serious. Right. He was like a joke. I wonder if the players are looking at Adam Gates the same way as this dude's a joke, but we got to deal with it for now until somebody else comes in and changes things around. Yes. I mean, because it just feels like that to me from afar. I'm not in the clubhouse, so I really don't know, but just looking at it from afar, it almost feels like th- that they're looking at him as a joke. Yeah, and also uh, Kotite also seen as a joke in Philly, so not just in New York. Kotite had the— uh, Well, I didn't know him in Philly. <laughs> Got to be old enough to remember Rich Kotite, but it's certainly <clears throat> excuse me, worth remembering. Let's get right to the callers. So what should we do? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-379-3776. If you're the Jets, Darnold is the big key. Jason in Fort Lauderdale says, Keys USC guy should not be going anywhere. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's going on, guys? Congratulations on the show. Love watching and listening to it. But listen, yes, Sam Darnold, it's not his fault. He needs weapons, obviously. And the Jaguars are proving, again, that they're the worst franchise in sports because they have a quarterback. They don't have to tank for Trevor Gardner Minshew is doing a great job, and they got rid of half of their freaking team. So you know what? If they would have kept those guys in building, we could be talking about a playoff team right now because Gardner Minshew is an above-average quarterback. Look at his numbers. Look what he's doing. Tanking for Trevor, I'm out. You don't know what you're getting, but you do know what you're getting with Minshew. I like the point. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I just, I get, I I feel so bad because we're we're arguing and we're hearing from Jason who's a diehard Jets fan about why they aren't the worst franchise in all sports. That's what we're that's what we're arguing right now. Who's the worst franchise in the NFL? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. If this was DO from the Seaport in Lower Manhattan, mm. I would get it. But instead, this is DJ in Michigan. You're on board with Orlovsky's call for Josh Allen for MVP? What's happening? What's happening? What's, What's up? up? What's going on? Yo, man, I got something real, real quick just to ask. I'm on my lunch break. No, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, I was about to say, man, don't tell us where you're working at because your boss me, might bro. be listening. How can you get up when he talks about Allen? I don't understand that. And then you compare him to Wilson? Come on, man. They went for 10 years, drought out, no defense, no offense, no coach to where they are now. And they can't get the props that they deserve, bro. Come on, man. Whoa, I'm not man. trying to take their Love flowers, it. man. I'm just saying they played against the Jets and the Dolphins. I'm just saying hold, let's hold on for a second for one minute. That's all I was saying. Go ahead, Key. Yeah, DJ, hold on for one minute. That's all. <laughs> I like Buffalo. I, I think they're moving in the right direction. But when you look at who they played and you look at Russell Wilson and what he's doing and who he's played in the first two games, Josh Allen is not – the MVP. Kyler Murray's sitting out there. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is sitting out there. And, and Dan was talking about the AFC East. That's all. I just, I get it. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Love taking those calls. Always hit us up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And uh, get back to work. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Better yet, who you work for, that's man? A, that's early Let lunch break, man. Let me find out man. who you working for. It's an early lunch break. It's 7.53 a.m. <laughs> We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So if it's not Josh Allen, who should be the MVP of the league through just a couple weeks? Key weighs in with his thoughts. Jay with his. That's next on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 8. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.